Hello, and welcome to a special Samhain uh, edition of the Persephone program. And today I want to talk a little bit about the word witch, um, what I think about being a witch, uh, what I think being a witch means. Of course, it's just my opinion. And to share with you kind of what it means to be a at least second generation witch um, and how that kind of idea of manifesting will um, has played a part in my own life. Um, so we'll do that. And then at the end, I am going to read to you the Samhain scopes that I created for um, Sin City Witches here in Las Vegas, a group that um, I'm a part of. And um, they had an event recently and they have a magazine coming out. So anyway, I'm going to read you that. They are uh, horoscopes to be used for, you know, fun and insight. Read your son and your ascendant, you know, for the best, I guess, inspiration. So anyway, let's get started. Of course, it's the season of the witch. It's the first day of Scorpio today. And I've been thinking a lot about this time, which is probably my favorite time of year. Uh, I don't know exactly why. It's probably because the sun and Mercury and often, you know, Venus and Mars transits through the very top of my chart. And I just feel um, really... I guess I just feel, I, I often am galvanized, but I'm also just, I feel really good, you know, at this time of year. And so um, it just makes me, oh, makes me inspired. So I want to share that with you. But first, I kind of wanted to give you some ideas on the concept of witch, if you don't know already. And there's a lot of quote unquote baby witches out there. And um, I just kind of want to give you a little bit of, of my perspective on it. And the idea here, at least as far as my own experience, is that a witch is someone that practices magic. And magic is the art and science of manifesting our will. That is making our desire come true, if you will. And... In order, I think, to be a witch, um, you do definitely need to practice magic. And that means that you need to do rituals. That means that you need to focus your will. That means that you need to actually do the things that um, can actually create and see your own power by, by you know, creating your desire. And that is a complicated thing to do. Now... Of course, the etymology of the word witch, um, which is in, comes from in, in English, comes from the Old English, the Anglo-Saxon. It was a it, it comes, they believe, from the word wick, wick, um, wicca, witch, which turned into witch um, over the course of you know of years, and it probably was pronounced. Um, W-I-C-C-E or W-I-C-C-A. Of course, there is also the modern religion Wicca, which incorporates magic 
into it, but um, they're not really sure exactly what that word meant. However, there is some definite idea that it sort of points to the idea of a wise one. So which connects to the definition of a wise one, someone that is wise, someone that knows how to, you know, utilize the natural, the, 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 you know, the normal and the supernormal to manifest their desire. Um, and that really is a big key, I think, to being a witch. It isn't, you know, fashion. It isn't, you know, necessarily, you know, having black nails and lighting candles. It actually is doing the things that you know um, can align yourself to energies that can make your own desire um, and will manifest. So that's the basic idea of a witch, but it also is, I think, very complex too. I personally see it as it is necessary for people that want to hold power to, um, you know, create and, uh, you know, their desire on earth. And sometimes that really literally means getting the kind of life that you want, that that requires thoughtfulness. It requires working on oneself. It requires study. It requires time. So also, I think being a witch, if you want to connect it to the idea of being wise, um, is much more than, you know, lighting candles. It is much more than associating yourself with a deity. You know, it, it, it is a practice or a process that we go through that takes time that we grow into. And often it's a lonely one, too. Um, of course, which is, you know, throughout time, the shamans, the seers, the healers were marginalized people. And I think that people that hold any kind of power and especially wisdom often are marginalized in many ways. So diving deep into the mysteries of life and being conscious and awake and aware of the multidimensional aspect of life pulls you out of a little bit of that, like, you know, ignorance is bliss herd mentality. And so that can be quite isolating. Um, so often witches are not in groups. Sometimes they lead small groups, but typically witches are not you know, giant Instagram influencers. They don't have wonderful, huge, you know, um, loving, easy community, <laughs> you know? I, I'm just saying this has been my experience. I have not ever found it easy to be a part of community. And uh, I don't know exactly why, but there's some, um, there's, you know, some issues with that. Not that I haven't had good community, I have, but um, it's usually few and far between and small. Uh, so if you feel that way, if you feel isolated and you are listening to this, just know that you're not alone. Um, okay. One of the other things that I think is really important to the process of learning to be a wise one or a witch is actually, I mentioned earlier, is 
working on yourself, okay? In hermetic writings, and hermetism is a philosophy, if you will, that came out of Hellenistic Egypt, that is, you know, Greek and Egyptian uh, thought. And the idea here is that, you know, from hermeticism came alchemy and um, many of the Renaissance, uh, I guess you would call them explorations, uh, that led to what we consider to be now natural science, okay? The exploration of the world, both inner and outer. Um, there are many, many writings from thousands of years ago, um, and these hermetic writings basically were giving people the quote-unquote wisdom of the world. Often like the idea that, you know, this is what reality is this is what this is what people are and this is how you can engage with that from a power standpoint okay um and i'm going to just mention that a little bit because if you are which you need to know about these things if you are attracted to witchcraft you need to know about these things and so there were seven hermetic laws okay the first law was the law of mentalism right? That all is mind. The universe is mental. This is a pretty big, this is an ancient concept, but it's a pretty big thing. And many, many, and of course this is, we're talking about, you know, Egyptian and ancient Greek thought, but this is true in indigenous cultures all over the world. I mean, I think about the, um, you know, the Aboriginal dream time and, and there's just so many. Everything is a projection. Everything is mental. Okay. As Jung said, all reality is psychic reality. And if that's true, you play with your thoughts, you can change their world, okay? Correspondence. So the first hermetic law, or number one, mentalism. Number two, correspondence. As above, so below. As within, so without. There is a corresponding factor to human life, okay? That connects with astrology, right? The planets and their positions somehow synchronistically correspond to what you are going through in this mental slash psychic life. Vibration. The principle of vibration. Nothing rests. Everything is vibrating at all times. This is an ancient concept that we now know is true. We know through our natural science, which has developed over thousands of years, that everything is vibrating energy. They knew that thousands of years ago without a microscope, without modern laboratory tests. Polarity. The principle of polarity that exists in, you know, in the world. This is an important concept to understand when you do magic too. Everything is dual. Everything has poles, just like the earth has poles. Okay. Ancient people didn't know definitively about the poles, but they knew that, but they knew that like and unlike are the same. It's like the yin yang, right? Opposites are identical, but different in degrees. Extremes meet and all truths and paradoxes can be reconciled because they are within the truth. So within the duality, you know, is wholeness. Gender. Gender, everything, gender is everything and everything has, everything also has masculine and feminine within it or what you would call receptive and active, similarly to the principle of polarity and it manifests on all planes. 
and rhythm. There's a principle of rhythm. Everything flows in and out and everything has the tides. As we breathe in, we breathe out. There is There are cycles that have rhythms throughout life. Everything is uh, has these uh, I, you know, identifying factors. And finally, the principle of cause and effect, the idea that, um, that we have, you know, that every cause has its effect and every effect has its cause, that everything happens according to some vibrational law. Um, of course, we know that Newtonian physics is, that there is a beyondness to it, but um, everything is connected through the principle of cause and effect. And that is um, an important factor to consider as, as a witch and as someone that is, you know, practicing magic. And it kind of gives, gives one pause to understand that if you are desiring something, that there is also, there will be uh, an effect from it. And typically there's a cause of your desire too. Something to think about. So we have these pillars, right, that are really important um, to understand. And then I also thought in order to be a witch, you also have to dive into um, the prince, the what they call in hermeticism, the three parts of the wisdom of the universe. And so the hermetic philosophers um, thought, thought that in order to be a wise one that you needed to understand three things these these three things needed to be used in order for you to find the wisdom of the universe the first is astrology um you know hermeticism really comes from the idea that both thoth the egyptian god of magic and hermes the messenger god of the greco-roman tradition gave this wisdom to humanity and wrote these books themselves, the deities. And um, Hermes stated that Zoroaster taught astrology to humanity. So it was given to humanity like Prometheus gave us fire. Um, and it also taught that the movements of the bodies in space symbolically illustrate the spiritual properties that exist in all that is. So learning astrology, which is learn astrology, not only is it the language of energy, um, it gives you insight and it gives you, um, a foundation to create better magic. So if you want to like, you know, do some folk magic, you want to do some plant magic, you want to do something simple, utilize astrology. It will make your magic 100 times better. It also will give you a foundation for understanding, uh, yourself outside of yourself that is invaluable. The second pillar was alchemy. And alchemy is an investigation into the spiritual essence of matter, um, but it also is a psycho-spiritual uh, application and investigation too. So the idea here, of course, that everybody knows is you know to, to find the philosopher's sto stone, to turn lead into gold. Um, and of course, they were working you know, physically on changing matter. Uh, but there is a spiritual component to alchemy. And the idea here is to refine your soul, right? To turn your own lead into gold. 
to work on yourself, to become wise, to learn to understand yourself, to learn to harness your unwanted instincts, whether it's negative mind, of course, all is mental, whether it is a a incredibly strong, voracious appetite for anything in life. You know, it really is basically like self-work. We need to work on ourselves as witches. We need to try and be wise. And that means that when we get triggered, we need to figure out how and why. So looking at ourselves, looking at our behavior, looking at how we instinctively respond to life. Astrology can help with that. Okay? Work on yourself. Become someone that strives for higher consciousness, that strives for kindness, that strives for care and compassion, as well as an understanding of their own humanity and the world at large, an opening, an open mind, all of that. And the third pillar is theurgy. And theurgy is a connection with the spiritual world, with deities, with energetic forces, whatever you call them, gods, goddesses, God. And it doesn't really matter what gods or goddesses, but the idea here is that they are benevolent ones, you know, rather than negative ones, right? So we have these three things. Understanding astrology as a um, as a language, right? Uh, for us to navigate our way through this new world of unfolding wisdom, uh, working on ourselves, create, you know, the idea of alchemy as a process, you know, uh, I always quote Carl Jung. I mean, he's amazing. Most of his deep, almost metaphysical, psychological work was done on trying to bring the idea of alchemy into his process, his individuation, um, you know, uh, outline of individuation of the psyche. Uh, and so it's like really important if you, I want to give this information to all of my clients, to anyone that follows me, work on yourself, transform your lead into gold. I'm not talking about, you know, working out so your body's, you know, incredible and you have a six pack, although that's good too, you know, I mean, I don't, but I mean, work on yourself. Be the best which you can be. Don't fall into the negative mind. Don't fall into that. Um, learn. Learn. Learn as much as you can. Observe. Take time out to be thoughtful. Journal. Write down your dreams. You know, work. Learn astrology. Learn wisdom traditions. Theurgy. Connect with spirits, connect with allies. They're all there for you. Um, all of that will help you. And of course, practice magic. You know, you have to. Um, if you want to be a witch, you have to practice magic. But don't, do not fall into practicing magic if you're in a negative headspace because you will attract negativity. And I will say that in my personal experience, there is a lot of negativity. There is negative energy out there. Um, it, it's real. And you could say some negative, you know, negative energy uh, attracts other negative energy. So there's a lot of powerful negative energies out there and you got to be careful, you know? I mean, I don't call it the Christian devil, you know, but it's real and to ignore it, it would be at all of our peril. And so when we practice magic, we want to make sure that we're in the right foundation and that we are assisting, um, ourselves, by asking for help, asking for allies, 
um, and uh, that we are working on ourselves, we are centering ourselves, and that we're aligning our magic with times in our world, our natural world, that will lend it that extra oomph, right? I love to use the analogy of Peter Pan teaching Wendy and the boys to fly when they go to Neverland uh, to, um, to practicing magic, right? So the first thing that he says is you have to believe. You say, you know, I think I can fly, right? But then the other piece is also magic. It is pixie dust, right? So, you know, aligning yourself with invisible energies that are real that you don't know will absolutely take your magic into the next level um, or to the next level. And of course, you can uh, join an order. Uh, you can, you know, move yourself into a particular, uh, you know, structure, whether it is, you know, Kabbalah or you're, you know, studying, you know, modern Wicca or whatever it is, but you don't have to because you have all that it takes. If you're you know, studying and you're paying attention to the energies around you, I'm going to say, i.e. astrology, you know, you're not trying to say, you know, it's like if you want to create change in your life, you do it when there's an opening for it. It's like if you want to go out and plant a garden, you don't plant a garden in a blizzard, right? And so that's why I'm saying pay attention to the natural world. Of course, you don't have to learn astrology, but I would highly recommend that you do. Um, and when you do these things, when you align yourself with the opening, uh, you when you work on yourself, when you build your character enough to endure the difficult times, to keep your mind focused, you you find that you can be in a place of wisdom that allows you to flow with the cyclical changes, with the ins and the outs, the rhythms of life, and also look for the opportunities for you to sort of interject your will into this divine matrix, this creative matrix that is in front of you. Because, you know, it's true that magic is real and that you you will, you know, through the magical love cause and effect, you will get a result from your magic and you want it to be the right one, right? So I kind of just, I don't know why I felt so compelled to write about this, but, or to not write, to speak about it, but I, I just do, you know? And back to what I was talking about earlier about growing up with someone that did practice magic. And I also want to say that she never called herself a witch, that she was very quiet and protective of it. And she felt it wasn't safe. You know, my mother felt that it was not safe. And not only that, she grew up in a household where her parents were absolutely <laughs> did not believe in it and or were frightened of it. Their worldview didn't include it, although they were both very powerfully intuitive people um, that I mean, my grandmother was a Scorpio and she with a cancer ascendant and she was so psychic and she was so scared of it. It, it was unbelievable. I, I literally could feel her when she was calling me. I mean, her energy was so strong um, and vice versa. She was just completely in tune with members of her family. 
but she was very scared of that. And um, my grandfather, he was a Pisces with a moon in Scorpio, also Cancer Ascendant. And both my grandparents had, uh, my mom's parents had Pluto conjoined with their Ascendant. So it made them even more Scorpionic and Plutonic. Um, my grandfather, he was an electronics um, uh, engineer. He was an a- engineer of aviation and he also, he worked in the space program. And so he he was um, involved in the design of navigational techniques for the space program, including like the moon buggy from 1969. I mean, he was an, he was an amazing person. Um, also very closed off from his own like psychic powers, but he, my mom told me that he would dream answers to engineering problems that he had when he was working in various things. And he ended up working on the Hubble, Hubble telescope too as a, a gyroscope expert. So much of the pictures that we have from space from the Hubble telescope my grandfather worked on, pretty cool. At the same time, you know, they were materialists and they, even though it was there, they refused to acknowledge it. However, my mother did. And from the very beginning, you know, of my life, I don't remember a time when she didn't. And she was studying the Kabbalah. She was, um, which is the the ancient Jewish magical tradition um, that also has a, you know, philosophic bedrock of, you know, what the nature of reality is, the different dimensions, how to, you know, you know, call on the angels for assistance, you know, the theurgy aspect of it. There was definitely some magical traditions in there too. Um, But my mom was doing that. And then like from as long as I can remember, she was doing, when I was a little kid, basic candle magic with me. You know, here's what, you know, focus your energy on the flame. Here's what you're supposed to do. Um, I remember like one of my first memories is that a friend of ours, a friend of my mom's who who lived with us at one time committed suicide. And um, the night my mom found out, which was the same day, uh, my mom and I, you know, we did a little ritual for her soul. And, um, you know, that was just something simple like that of like, we lit candles, we were doing, you know, um, helping assist her into the other world. I think I was probably like 10, maybe 10 years old at that point. Um, When I got my period at 12 years old, my mom symbolically gave me an apple and said, this is Eve's apple. It comes from the tree of wisdom. Now you can practice. She gave me a deck of tarot cards. And the idea was to begin to get to know myself. And from there, I mean, it kind of just, you know, sprang up naturally. But my mom was always a solitary. And, you know, she would always do like new and full moon rituals and some other stuff too. You know, she, there was something in particular that she really wanted, but um, she was more interested in the observance of life and trying to to really get into the cycles and, and become more aware of them so that she could have kind of a, a heads up on what, what was coming. Uh, and of course, you know about the working with her spirit guides and stuff like that. But anyway, um, I did go through a couple different I guess you could call like initiatory experiences, um, you know, and with different teachers, um, classes where I did like daily offerings, daily magic. Uh, but, and throughout my whole life, I've, I've done all kinds of different, you know, uh, magic 
all fairly informal. And every single time I've ever done any spell, it has worked every single time. So, uh, you know, I want to say if you are listening to this and that you feel, if you feel disempowered, if you are scared, this is, we are living in tower time, like the tower tarot card. Things are falling apart. Things are falling apart so they can fall back together, you know? Um, and not to be scared, empower yourself. Empower yourself. Study astrology. Study, uh, find a deity or find a spiritual practice that works for you. Um, understand how you can become the best aspect of yourself, how you can take back your mind, how you can... Um, you know, pay attention to the cycles and rhythms of nature and understand the duality of life and understand that all is vibration and understand the cause and effect and you'll be golden, right? And trust yourself because I think that also this age of Aquarius, what is coming is that, that we will each become more independent in our own personal understanding of life and hopefully more tolerant of everyone else's. Um, and uh, not need so many gurus and deities and ways and means. So anyway, that's my thoughts on being a witch. And it was probably all over the place, but uh, there you go. And now I'm going to start um, in just a couple minutes. I want to read to you the Samhain scopes. I'm going to start with Aries and we'll go all the way through. Okay, so here are your fun little Samhain scopes that were inspired by uh, Sin City Witches. Um, Marissa uh, asked me to put something together for her, um, for her group, and so I did, and I just want to share them with you. All right, so here is some astro inspiration for the Samhain season for the end of 2021 into 2022. Um, by sign, please read for your sun and ascendant, okay? Because a lot of these are relevant for both. And I don't want to get into exactly how they are, but believe me, they are, okay? So Aries, you're a feisty, fiery witch, probably following or leading your own eclectic path to personal enlightenment. This Samhain season may bring some movement around your resources. Think money and real estate, possessions that you own or share with others. The full moon in Aries on October 20th and your planetary ruler Mars, both bumping up with Pluto, activated and possibly agitated you. Allow yourself to receive guidance via communing with your ancestors or seek out a wise elder to assist you in any problems. Perform a spell this season utilizing the element of fire to attract more of what you desire or for protection from unhealthy attachments around the new moon on November 6th. The lunar and solar eclipses of late 2021, November 19th and December 4th, bring even more need for you to break new ground when it comes to managing what you have and what you owe. You can transform old paradigms now. Think deeply on what it is that you truly want because you may get it and then you have to deal with it and deal with the boring part of maintaining it. Through the past year and a half, Things may not have been as eventful or fun as you'd like. But 2022 is looking better due to Jupiter moving to Aries in May. Though it'll dip in and out next year, it'll also be the inspiration and light to guide your way 
into 2023 and a truly expanded future. Make sure to be selective with who is admitted to your inner and outer coven. The wheel of fortune is turning, and as you let go of the past, you can move more fluidly into the best version of your personal magical life. Taurus, born April 19th to April 20th to May 20th. Grounded and sensual, Venus-ruled Taurus is a nature baby. Experiencing the magic of the earth through the five senses is key to accessing your fullest witch powers. Celebrate Samhain season by incorporating smell, taste, and touch into your altar, or try holding a dumb supper for your deceased loved ones. Set a place for the spirits to come in and enjoy the essences of food and drink as they slip through the thinning veil now. Things may go bump in the ever-darkening night as Saturn and Aquarius moves to oppose your sign and square the sun on Halloween Eve, activating yet again the Clash of the Titans theme of this year. Get out the salt and draw the line to keep out any uninvited guests or thought forms. You've been hosting the Firebringer and Great Awakener Uranus in your sign since 2018, and you do have some years to come. But its purpose is to offer freedom from anything in your life that has become stagnant. Though it may have been disruptive, all the change or any inner discontent endured has a purpose. It's here to disentangle you from that which does not serve you. The North Node, or Head of the Dragon, moves to your sign this November for an 18-month visit. A lunar eclipse on November 19th introduces the energy. It's all about rebuilding, rebranding yourself, a standing in your own true power, which is simply the deep and immortal and authentic connection with spirit, your gods, and your highest self. Gemini. The element of air is yours to command, as is the power of incantations. Conceive and create personalized spell work this season using chants, mantras, and verbal commands for powerful results. This Samhain season begins with your planetary ruler Mercury stationing direct after a kind of a rough retrograde in your creative sector, and then squaring off with Dark Lord Pluto November 2nd. Make sure to meditate on any issues that arise around polarized communication. Insights can come from your inner guides. Connect to helpful spirits or ancestors by practicing automatic or intuitive writing. Important messages move through dimensions to reach you. For more than a year, you've had solar and lunar eclipses in your sign, bringing new beginnings as well as a changing environment to deal with. A solar eclipse on December 3rd culminates the cycle and forges a new path regarding partnerships and partners. And a full moon in your sign two weeks later on December 18th is supportive and creative. Expansive energy illuminates your place of vocation and status in 2022, so get ready for multiple opportunities to reveal your magical abilities to bigger audiences. Cancer. A natural water witch, you may feel most comfortable worshipping the gods, goddesses at sacred springs, the ocean, or lake settings. Ruled by the moon, regular moon watching or spell work done at key lunation periods will bring you the most effective magical returns. Astrological cancer embodies the archetype of the divine mother goddess and cares deeply about home and family. 
This salad season, consider celebrating or researching the Mexican practice of Dia de las Muertas, which involves visiting cemeteries to tend and decorate the graves of ancestors, offering food and drink. Sweet treats in the shape of skulls called calaveras, or sugar skulls, can be created as ofrendas, or on altars to the deceased, or given as gifts to children or family members. Astrologically, 2021 and 2022 are less eventful for your sign than 2020. However, the energy ramped up in October of this year when the Sun, Mars, and intense Pluto squared your sign. The full moon October 20th brought energy and visibility to your career in latest direction. Keep flowing and utilizing your abundant intuition this year and next as you suddenly find yourself surrounded by a wonderful new group of like-minded souls. Leo. Leo witches are the rock stars of their covens, performing their ritual work in dramatic and creative fashion. Samhain is one of the four cross-quarter fire festivals in the pagan new year, and fire is your element. For the Celtic peoples of Europe, Samhain as the beginning of the new year and dark time of the sun was a time of great solemnity as they extinguished and then ceremoniously relit their hearth fires from the fire of their king or chief druid. This season, celebrate this time by generously hosting your own holiday party where you offer your guests candles that maybe you've blessed or purified. This generosity energetically amplifies your glamour and leadership abilities. 2021's Uranus and Saturn square, which has been in play all year long, has been stormy. On Halloween Eve, we get another taste of the drama. November is also intense with a new moon on the 4th and a lunar eclipse the 27th, emphasizing the clash between the compromise of partnerships and exhilaration of independence and new beginnings. Keep your cool. 2022 continues the theme of focusing on your direction, your status, and your vocation. Reach for the stars now. Magic's been defined as the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity to will. Your will is very strong as you continue to exude your special charm and create your future. Virgo. You're an uber practical witch Virgo, probably organizing your spells in a grimoire with a well-stocked apothecary of plant medicines and library of magical herbalism tomes. The rosemary plant's long been associated with remembrance and it's ideal for use in a magical Samhain altar, which recognizes the thinning of the veil between worlds and honors and remembers our, believe, our beloved deceased. Burn this dried herb as an incense to purify energy or hang bundles of it on your front and back door to keep negative people, energy, or illness out of your sacred space. In addition, the branches and berries of the rowan tree keep ill-intentioned spirits from interfering with your magic or entering your home. Place sticks or pieces of the rowan on or around doors and windows. Indeed, the rowan is a true witch's friend as the berries, when split in half, reveal a small pentagram. Eclipses this year may have brought change to your home or family life, or maybe you had to sacrifice one for the other. The new moon in Virgo on September 6th offered some unexpected news, and Neptune made things nebulous and changeable again. The solar eclipse of December 4th brings a fresh start at home. Have the courage to ask for any help that you need. In 2022, it's all about partnerships. You witness the call to action in early summer, but by the beginning of April, when Neptune and Jupiter align, you'll find the potential for a powerful spiritual experience through or with a partner. 
Love is a very high vibration and one that you can use for all manner of healing work. Libra. Beauty and glamour are some of the Libra witch's gifts as you express your prodigious Venusian powers through adorning yourself, your home and altar with gorgeous fashions and well-crafted and artistic objects. A wonderful activity to try for Samhain is to construct and decorate a spirit house. This is a small house or temple used in many cultures in Southeast Asia that invites chosen protective deities or ancestral spirits to dwell. Your innate ability to create sacred space allows you to design environments that transcend the dimensions and allow other souls to cohabitate harmoniously. As Samhain season begins, we leave behind some challenging astrological energies that may have blocked you from moving forward. And we move into a time to focus on your personal and shared interests. Creating a financial plan to increase your income or applying for a loan or mortgage is a focus of the new year. Libra's Dharma is always to work in harmony with others, so allow yourself to ask for and receive assistance from partners. Shared resources is key. Develop patience, too, as Saturn will beam support over the long term in 2022, and Jupiter may also bring you the higher love that you so long for. Scorpio! Samhain season is yours, Scorpio. This is your solar return time and your energy and power are at its zenith. Your deep, watery powers of depth and magnetism and ability to perceive the other worlds are in high demand now. You may have a constant waiting list of clients wanting you to dig into their Akashic records or speak to their ancestors through you, or perhaps to provide divination or support for the coming year. Because you're probably working hard, take some time for yourself and do a classic fire purification ceremony this Samhain. And perhaps afterwards a magical bath, carefully incorporating herbs such as mugwort, mullein, marshmallow root, and marigold to your bath to increase your psychic powers. The great energies of Saturn and Uranus in their clash throughout the year was definitely apparent to you. Partners and family members, all this maybe have been changeable and difficult. Connect to your inner guides now for guidance, especially around the lunar eclipse on November 19th, where partnering issues could arise again. In 2022, as the South Node settles into Scorpio, you learn more to release old scores and settle into a deeper strength engendered by healthily letting go of all the burdens that you don't really have to carry anymore. Jupiter supports this expansion and allows for you a glimmer of peace. Sagittarius. Sag witches love to fly high on their broomsticks of thought and spirit. Theirs is an inspired and adapting zodiac sign, all afire in the delight of experiencing unending vistas of, of knowledge available through the realms of time and space. Taking an expansive trip, literally or metaphorically, through trance, etc., during Samhain season or before the winter solstice, is the perfect activity for Sagittarius's who may have been slightly struck in the last year and a half with deep changes. Travel, especially to foreign or unknown lands, thrills them the most, and during their own solar return, doing so can provide the fuel of inspiration for the year to come. Fortunately, the solar eclipse of December 4th is the last eclipse in your sign until 2029. 
Take that weekend to meditate on what you have left behind in the last 18 months. Then focus on what you're ready to receive and build in the coming year. Continue your grail quest, Sag, as 2022 holds the promise of an expanded foundation when your planetary ruler Jupiter moves to Pisces and provides the potential of some joy and contentment in the deepest core part of your life. Capricorn. Capricorn is the boss witch, an elder in the circle, or an experienced high priestess of a coven. Regardless of age, this child of Saturn seeks responsibility and to preserve the wisdom of ages. Worshipping in ancient temples or directly in nature's places of power on or near mountains heightens their powers and abilities. Capricorns love all things old and during Samhain season naturally gravitate towards cemeteries. Along with the many busy rituals of the time, visiting an old graveyard to clean, tend to the land, or just visit the graves of the dead can be a fitting and fulfilling act of reverence now. October's astrology brought a full moon 10 days or so, so before Samhain, which may have brought up issues around home, family, or security. Use the moon's light to guide your wisdom as it reveals a new landscape for you. November's new moon on the 4th is a little rough as it opposes Uranus, revealing cracks in relations with friends, children, lovers, too. Continue to act, though, managing money and income responsibly as Saturn is visiting your place of earned resources for yet another year. Remember, Saturn always rewards the committed. The good news is that much pressure continues to be off of you personally as you move past the groundbreaking years of 2020, 2022 into 2021 into 2022. Pluto has only another year in your sign and the power and growth you've accumulated will continue to guide you into the future. Aquarius. Aquarius witches are masters of energetic wavelengths, utilizing their powers of tuning into frequencies that can manipulate the subtle flows or auric bodies of themselves and others with a wave of their hands. Technology and the use of wands or quartz crystals in their spell work helps to concentrate and focus their intent. This Samhain, consider doing some energetic land clearing or purification rituals around your home and altar. Clearing, then focusing and solidifying goals and plans with ritual is important as your sign's traditional ruler moves through Aquarius until 2023. Much progress can be made in any work you're doing now as Saturn's energy initiates you into a higher order of being. As Aquarians typically enjoy freedom of all kinds, the clash between your modern Uranus and traditional Saturn rulers means that you won't always get what you want quickly. However, progress is assured when you allow each planet a turn to express the dignity of their difference. This Samhain Eve can be wild as the Sun and Mars and Scorpio bump into Saturn and Aquarius on the 30th. Fortunately, Mercury assists communication of any unstable energy as Uranus opposes the new moon November 4th. Jupiter's direct in your sign now, giving you the go-ahead to build your future. 2022 can be fertile ground to lay the foundation for many years to come. Pisces. Dreamy Pisces witches beguile us with their otherworldly sensitivity and psychic knowing. They're in direct constant with constant contact with a host of spirits, guides, deities, and other multidimensional friends. 
Pisces can almost always detect the essence of ancestors in haunted homes. They can connect to higher realms through trance and empathically feel the vibrations and emotions of others. During the thinning veil time of Samhain, reading the tarot, tea leaves, or crystal ball gazing gives a deeper structure to their many visions. Pisces most of all believes, and this is part of their magic, as this belief becomes the energetic thread that spins their thoughts into manifestation. A caution now is to not let their beliefs become wholly ungrounded or lacking in boundaries between themselves and others. The nodes of the moon have been pointing to changes in Pisces' career and home life for the last year and a half. After the solar eclipse of December, things will finally settle and solidify. 2022 promises to be a really great year of beautiful expansion for Pisces, as traditional ruler Jupiter moves into the sign, joining its modern counterpart Neptune on April 8th, 2022. So that's it for the Samhain scopes. Hope that you enjoyed that fun little, you know, thing. And um, thanks for listening to me talk about standing in your power learning to take charge of your mind, of the forces of earth. Um, and it is very important that you are the one that you have been waiting for. You are the one that you've been waiting for. And easier said than done, but I want to share this with you because it's true for me too. You know, this is not an easy time. If you're going through a hard time, it ain't personal, okay? You need to use your magic. You need to use your strength. You need to use your allies to move the energy, transmute the energy, let it move through you, focusing your mind on your intent, focusing your passion in your heart, allowing your heart center and your passion to guide you. You know, sometimes our emotions, not our fear emotions, but our, our heart centered, our passions, our desire nature, it can be like a GPS for us. It is a way for our soul to communicate. So use that, like move yourself out of any stuckness. Everything is always vibrating. Everything is always moving in rhythm. And um, no matter what, things will change. But as you navigate your way through this tower time, and as you move through this witch's season, take a key from the witches and empower yourself. There are allies everywhere. Trust your own inner knowing, work on yourself, learn, dedicate, observe, focus your energy, and many, many blessings to you. And thank you, as always, for listening. <laughs>